When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. I am John Schmelt, joined by former Giants tight end Howard Cross. The number for you is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat. We will take your calls throughout the program. Make sure you tune in, and we'll get to them sooner rather than later. And Howard, yesterday, Lance and Paul did a you know really thorough, as Lance always is, breakdown of the game, and... <laughs> We'll do a little bit of that here, but I want to kind of look at a big picture deal and then we'll take a lot of your phone calls. So just real quick on the game, Howard, and, you know, yes, their final scoring drive and then their, you know, four-minute drive, they ran the ball an awful lot in that game. They ran it successfully, and that is ultimately how they came out on top, Mm -hmm. combined Saquon and Daniel. I was more encouraged, and this is to me why this is, at least in my opinion, offensively the most impressive win of the year. Saquon could not run the ball at all in the first half. Eight oh. rushes, 19 yards. Okay. And Daniel, I think, had around 19 yards rushing. It wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. They were able to score 13 points in the first half by being a passing team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think... And now, we had the one deep one, the Darius. Everything else was usual, was, you know, was shorter. Mm-hmm. But I was encouraged by how they were able to do a little bit a better job protecting Daniel. A little bit. He still got hit a little bit. But move the ball up and down the field with the pass, which is something we haven't seen much of this year. And that, for me was pretty encouraging. And look, Daniel's numbers into the game didn't look great. A lot of those were drops and stuff like that, which is <laughs> why they didn't look say. better. So to me, I thought this was the best the passing game had looked from a consistency standpoint, at least so far this year. Well, yeah. I, I, see, when when you do that, you kind of do the whole Daniel Jones breakdown. That's kind of what people are thinking about. It, that's not really what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, okay, the offensive line even beat up, held up. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that, that was good. Oh, I, I wasn't putting it no, on Jones, just right? Hold, just I got hold, you. Just hold mm-hmm. on. I, I thought the running backs did a great job in, in blocking and picking up these blitzes. Agreed. The tight ends, even when Bellinger went off, was still was still catching the ball. The problem is that we got to have more consistency out of the receivers catching the ball. Even though they're not going down the field deep or whatever it is, if the ball hits you, especially in the chest and in the hands, you have to catch the ball. Daniel Jones would have caught a case if he was throwing javelins out there because there was about seven or eight balls hit people in the chest that didn't come in. Caught a case. <laughs> I like that. So we, we, you know, we, we are, I am impressed with how the offense is playing, but 
you know, all it's kind of like your golf game. All cylinders have to be working. You know, you oh, okay, my driver's working, but now my my irons aren't working, or my my irons are working, but my, my wedges aren't working. But I can't putt, I can't chip. It's always one or two factors in your game that's kind of messing up. And right now, it looks like the offense is clicking, but there's no consistency in the receivers. And, and I think almost every receiver had a drop. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm yeah. with you. I think Wandell was maybe the one guy that didn't. I think he had a drop too. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I remember he bobbled the one that kind of got popped up, and then he caught it. I'm no, like, that that was a tip ball. He caught that one. There was yeah. one, there was one drop. Was there a drop? Yeah, but it's just more of him going to the ground with the ball. Like it's, it's just that that kind of thing. You know, everybody will talk about numbers and, and quarterbacks blame for or get too much credit for and too much blame for. But man, if if you had if the guys and I'm and here's how I know that there were too many drops. Daniel Jones is a stoic person like you can't tell he's breathing half the time he's around him he's a nice kid and everything but like just he's like he doesn't give you much what <laughs> i don't think i've seen him smile like hey, hey. you saw his after game speech okay guys let's go back to work like it's just that's him <laughs> to see him get angry on the field and go you gotta catch the ball and that was on the marcus johnson yeah, top well, at the two yard line. So yeah. to see him show some emotion was like okay now I know there's a lot of drops if he's like even saying something. <laughs> uh, that that was a lot. I'm like, okay, so you know, okay, he scores a touchdown. He doesn't really jump up and cheer. You know, he'll go down and pat man on the helmet for a good job. But that was the first time I saw like a real like you know heated emotion coming out of him. Agreed. And I think you know the running game came on at one point on that four minute drive. Howard, it looked like old school '90s football. They put yeah. the tight end in the backfield as a fullback. He led block. They pulled the guy around. Traditional power play. They ran almost like six or seven straight times. They ran a play action boot off of it. Yeah. And they just went downhill. And at least at that point in the game, the, well, the Jaguars couldn't stop them. Well, you have to understand Jacksonville's philosophy. Jacksonville's philosophy was this. We're going to load the box, not let Saquon get loose. And we're going to force Daniel to put, to throw the ball to these guys. Then we're not even sure if they can get open. So that's what they did. And every time Saquon would touch the ball, there'd be like 15 guys tackling. There was well, not a lot of space out there. Like, like some officials were even helping him tackle him. And, you know, and, and, and Thomas was over there. He played a really good game, but he was limping, you know, and he was limping. So getting some push on and stepping out of, out of, his, out of, out, out of his comfort zone, when, you know, getting, getting his leg outside of the center line of his body may not have been the easiest thing for him to do. So now you're watching all that going. So like, okay, Daniel, look, we need you to do something else. He started to – scramble a little bit. Uh, you know, every time he scrambles, you hold your breath because you know, we might get a big hit on him. He's learned to slide a couple times. I saw him getting down. Uh, I still think he gets down a little late or they're just not calling him because he's taking a lot of shots up around the heads and shoulders. Unnecessary one. Yep, yeah, I agree. And, and, and I I don't want to say the officials aren't calling. He, he's kind of getting a little more of a Cam Newton look than, a, than an Aaron Rodgers look when it goes down. So he's just got to be aware of that. You know, and, and you know, again – He's not an emotional guy. But if he got up and raised his hands when they did that, yeah, it would no, make a big you. difference to, you know, to the official like, dude, like really? Like what what's going on? I think that they would be like, "Hey guys, you got to like, you know, he if he goes down, you got to give up on him." And if they don't, if he never does it, they're going to keep taking shots at him until either someone gets him or until, you know, he he learns to get down even earlier. Yeah, so for me, Howard, I thought this was a very encouraging game for the offense. They finished with over 430 yards of total offense. Yeah. Um, again, they had that one failure to score at all in the red zone off that you know drop. Johnson drop, mm -hmm. which, again, is not 
not the quarterback's fault. Um, so I, I was very happy about goes that. Goes down as an incomplete pass. It does. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why that's, that's why like, people keep track of the advanced stats. So you know, <laughs> things like people. adjusted completion percentage and stuff <laughs> not, like that. Not, not all people. <laughs> yeah. Well, that well that's true. Yeah, I think we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so now I'll give you one thing that concerned me coming out of that game. Yeah. Second straight game where the defense, and there's two parts of this, mm -hmm. has given up more than 400 yards. 400 yards to the Ravens, mm -hmm. 450 to the Jaguars this week. Mm -hmm. Yet, they're holding these teams still. The, I think the Ravens finished with 20, right, in that yeah. game. And the Jaguars finished with 17. So teams are moving the ball on them, Howard, but mm -hmm. they're not getting into the end zone because the red zone defense remains very, very strong. So... How do you parse that? Are you do you worry about all the yards, or do you no, think they no. can keep this style up? I, I think that the opposing coaches have the issue, not our not our defense. I think if I was doing something and got it down in the zone where I could score, all right, I, I'll take the three and let, live the fight another day. Teams aren't doing that anymore. No, they go for it. Mm -hmm. They go for it. Uh, you're going for it at a fifty fifty chance at best. You're not going for it at a seventy five percent chance. Even even fourth and ones and fourth and twos, you have a chance of not getting it. And when you don't get it, the ball turns over. It's a turnover on downs. Teams keep doing it, so I keep looking at it as, okay, I said, I guess they've moved the ball all the way down the field. They feel like they can't be stopped. I'm like, yeah, but they can make a stop at any moment. And every time, somebody comes up and makes a stop. Seems that way, yeah, right? Whether it's a DB, uh, name, name your DB, whether it's Love, whether coming up out you of know, nowhere. That quarterback, Steve, Ryder Anderson did a great job of standing up the offensive line yeah, but, with Kayvon Thibodeau. It's but crazy. When, but when you look at quarterback sneaks, quarterback sneaks don't go with three guys over the three guys. That means guard center, guard <laughs> Somebody over all three guys. Yeah, Lawrence you, actually took that a little bit. He almost took that outside of it. He, he almost tried, tried to go between the guard and tackle. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, okay, I got to figure it out. But the problem is. Yeah, because he didn't want to go right into Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, he but, wanted the part but, of that. But the problem is that the three guys are blocking and your tackle squeezing down trying to help get that's, pushed. And that's exactly and what happened. And when he squeezes down, that lets the end comes off his hip. And that's what Kayvon Thibodeau did yeah, on the play. Like yep. can't, mm -hmm. there, there's no room for it. You got it. So if you look up and there are three guys covering, unless you're going to try to jump over the top and take one of those hits in the mouth, you just. It's just not a good play. Uh, the Giants had a, 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 a short yardage play like that, and they didn't cover one of the guards. Easy. Run toward this. Take the snap and lean towards that guy, and you got a first down. You got at least a yard and a half, two yards. So it's just different things <laughs> that I'm watching. As far as our defense goes, though, the bend but don't break philosophy has been played here through a couple different uh, different coordinators. Yeah, I don't, Patrick Graham did it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that I don't think that you know Wink is doing that intentionally. I think that just some plays. I think it's by necessity. Yeah, but I think that some plays are just working against us, you know. And, and I, the run defense specifically, Howard. They, yeah. the teams have run the ball in the Giants. Well, you have to figure out what you're up against. So if you're running, so I saw this happen a couple times in the game. I saw the outside guy, whoever it was, whether it was whether it was you know Ward on one side, whether it was Thibodeau or whoever was in the game, they had a blitz on the outside. All right, they're having a blitz on the outside means everybody's going to be kind of slanting towards towards the quarterback and the outside guy, quote-unquote, whoever that is, cornerback, safety, whoever, or even linebacker if he's rolling out there, has to contain. That's easy if they're not pulling a guard. And sometimes they ran the blitz and got caught with the pulling guard coming in that direction. And the guard would pick up the contained guy. And pick, pick up the contained guy. flatten the contained guy. <laughs> the con and, like, and the rules have changed. So you can't cut that guard pulling. Not outside the box anymore. 
Yeah. Uh, like you'd have to get down. And if you try to get down in the box to cut him, the ball's bouncing around you. Right. If you try to go up the field, the guard just washes you out. So it's a tough thing. Like when you run that defense, if you if you get caught in that slant, and I saw it happen twice. I saw Ward get caught in it. I saw, you know, Thibodeau get caught in. They're coming down. The outside guy's coming in. All of a sudden, whoever's pulling around, whether it's the guard on their side or the backside guard pulling around, they're just in a, it's a quandary over there. It's like, okay, how do we, how do we get by from this? And it's it's just you know I see teams you know run that blitz, and it just so happens that they're running the opposite way. Well, the guy that's coming off the edge or the defensive end runs the play down from behind. But when you run the play into it, just it's a, you know, catch 22. If you're going inside, it's a stop. If you're bouncing it outside, it could be a problem. All right, final thing I'll say, Howard, before we get to the calls here, just kind of a big-picture look. And I think, look, we're seven games into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be at the old halfway point after the Seattle game. Now <laughs> yeah. it's the 45% right. spot, whatever the hell you want to call it. My statistics are off. It's the bye. It's eight games. I'm okay. calling it the halfway point. Whatever. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Right. Um, and – Look, I know fans take a look, and some are really excited. Others are like, ah, you know, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, this team, it doesn't feel like it's like a like a team that's going to go deep in the playoffs when you look at the mm-hmm. roster. But just let's, let's call a little time out here and look at the NFC, okay? Howard, take a guess. How many teams in the NFC are over 500 right now? Not at 500. It has to be over 500. I don't know. Maybe five. It's the Seahawks. Yep. The Vikings. Yep. And then the three teams in the NFC East, five. Oh. You got it. And you're telling me that the Vikings are significantly more talented than the Giants? Listen, I, I, I don't want to be a, the bearer of bad news or the bearer of any kind of news when it comes down to football and predictions. Be prepared for the next game. No, 100%. I, I'm, I'm just I, talking I know, about I know, I know playoff what, picture. I know here. what fans are doing mm-hmm. and playoff pictures and everything. It'd be great if we got to the playoffs. I said before the season started, the team would win a few more games than they won last year. I said, depending on how healthy we could stay. And I agreed with you. We were yeah, on the same page. And, and I'm super surprised that all the guys that are coming in and having to be called up to play are playing well enough and being serviceable. And we just hope that continues. But, you know, if, if a team has a bye week and comes up against us and can game plan one of those guys that isn't necessarily a starter, they're going to game plan them. Right, and they're going to go after him. Look, so hundred percent agree. So the way I look at it is, and and I don't. That's why I'm trying to, you know, play down the playoff picture. If if we were going to the playoffs this week, we'd be in the playoffs. If we're going to playoffs next week, we're in the playoffs. Three weeks down the road, we're still in the playoffs because no one's going to catch up in three weeks. But nine weeks from now, nine weeks, I don't know. No, hundred percent. And again, my point wasn't to like count wins or losses like we did last week. Yeah, I was more thinking the teams that we thought. Had we sig- counted off the air, by the way, just so you know, <laughs> that significant. Oh, that was off the air. I thought that, that was, was totally off the air. That was off the air. Yes. So Howard, when we were done, made, <laughs> made us do the old Francesa. That's a win. No, That's a loss. Said, That's said, a win. I said, what if? Yeah, what if? Said, no, you said, said what if. I said, here's a what if. And which, said, which, because, which we hate to him. I know, and I do. And I said, the reason why we did the what if is because. The league just looks worse and worse well, every week. And that's the point I was about to make, yeah. right? So the teams that going into the year are like, oh, well, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucks, they're going to be great. Nope. Well, they just got pasted by the freaking Carolina Panthers <laughs> and P.J. Walker, all right? The Packers have lost three straight. They look awful. 
The Rams can't score any points. They look and look. Those are supposed to be like three of the best teams I, in the conference, I, and they all are playing bad football. I tell people every year, it doesn't matter what your record was last year, what your record was last week. You're a week to week team, and you never know what's going to happen. All right, but you figure and, Brady, Rogers, Stafford, right, would I mean love, something. I, I, I'll tell you what I got with Brady. Brady lost a lot of people. Especially on the offensive line. He lost a lot of people mm-hmm. on the offensive line. He lost some – Gronk's not there. That, that eliminates the red zone and the third down. And he doesn't have guys he can count on outside of Mike Evans. That's that's problem number one. Yep. Problem number two, I don't know. And then, that, by the way, Mike Evans didn't help him dropping yeah. that wide-open post last week either. Problem number two, I don't know who that defense is. It doesn't look the same, yeah. right? So, like, you know, you, you, you lose JPP, you lose Sue, and all of a sudden – they look mortal. No teams run on them. Now. Yeah. So so let's that's Tampa. Let's move them along. Yep. Can they solve it? Yeah, because they're in the, they're in first place in a bad division. So they they're basically in it. Amazingly, they are tied. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> them and the Falcons are both three and four, tied for first place yeah. in the NFC South, so which is insanity. So, so now let's look at Green Bay. Yes. I don't like keep saying this about Aaron Rodgers because I know he's a fan favorite and people love him. Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a jerk. <laughs> Think about this. Every quarterback, I don't care who it is, spends all offseason trying to help <laughs> prepare his guys to make it. And all I'm listening to every week is Aaron Rodgers talk about, well, these guys this, these guys that. Like, bro, where were you? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, if you want your guy, if you're supposed to be the heart and soul and the heartbeat of this team, be around. Well, just like Tom taking days off, too, and all well, that stuff. Tom got it. We know why Tom takes days off. <laughs> He ain't got no happy home. So that right there overrides everything. You can ask anybody that one. But, okay, so Aaron Rodgers is like doing whatever. His defense, his offense, his coaching staff, they all depend on him. Yeah, And, and, and their defense even isn't looking as yeah, good. Yeah, like they, they don't look good because no. Aaron Rodgers isn't this inspirational person. He's a philosopher maybe, but he's not this inspirational person. And, they, they you know, these guys, he – all he has to say is like, well, the, all is said all the time is that, that Aaron doesn't believe in his guys. People, the guys hear that and they looking at Aaron like, you don't believe in me. I can't believe. Like I, I wouldn't care. Like this is play, but just to hear that over and over again, that's a problem. The Rams, where is Von Miller? Oh, he's not there anymore. Big change. Now you can focus on Aaron Donald. That's how you stop their defense. Focus on the one guy on the defensive line. And look, I think that the when they the way they've built their roster to Howard, they've committed so many resources to a select few players. They committed they committed their resources to veteran guys mm-hmm. in hopes that those veteran guys can get them through. They play, carry them. Yeah. They played the less win now scenario, not looking too far into tomorrow. And now the nows are walking away from the team or they're getting injured. There's no Dell Beckham. Well, and Allen Robinson they're, hasn't they're, had a good year. Allen Robinson hasn't had a good year. There, you know, there's no Von Miller to mm-hmm. to create another another point of emphasis on the defense. Uh, you're throwing the ball away from you know from from the big secondary guy. You, you're, you're like you have some room out there, and then all of a sudden, this injury, this this phantom injury of the elbow, looks like a real injury. Matt Stafford, who is the Teflon guy, nothing hits him, nothing hurts him, nothing whatever. Looks like he might be a little dinged up. Yeah, you know, like Cooper Cups gets 18 targets a game, and the next guy, Ben Skoranek, gets like eight. 
Like, yeah. it's hard to function and, that and way. Cooper Cup is a great receiver. Kind of reminds me of watching Megatron a little bit right. because you, you're getting that many targets and you're catching the ball. And much like Tampa Bay, their offensive line yeah. lost their starting left tackle. Yeah. They lost one of their starting guards. And the and that's also part of the reason why the running game hasn't gotten off. And now look at a trade Cam Akers. Yeah. And it's that, just a mess. And now the resurfacing of who? San Francisco. Yep. So that that just destroys your whole league. That your your comfort, your 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 division's done. San Francisco's run rough shot over all of you guys the entire for the rest of the season, and they just picked up McCaffrey. So now you're like, okay, what are we gonna do? So you got a lot of teams that were supposed to be somebody. It's not like Green Bay's biggest issue. Minnesota's running away with the with their conference. The three game yeah. advantage in the loss column. If the Giants play whatever from from this point on, if the Giants play. How many games are left? I don't even know. Uh, right, they've played seven, so that means there are ten games left. So if they win five of the of the ten, they go five hundred. They're eleven and six. Eleven and six puts them in the playoffs. Let's say Mike da- gives them a home game in the first round too. Let's play the Dallas goes eleven and six. They're in the playoffs, and so you got Dallas Giants, Eagles in the playoffs. Right, then you have one other wild card team. Ding ding ding. No, stop. Green Bay's out. Rams are out. <laughs> it's like. Everybody's out. Or those three teams will be fighting for one of those spots, which will be kind of amazing. Yeah. And so, then the Giants will probably have to end up playing like Tom Brady in the first round or something like that. And you'll be like, are you kidding me? What's like, going on here? Like he's playing right now? Welcome, no. welcome it. Yeah. Welcome or you get him. Yeah, he'll be playing. He'll be playing on a, playing, having a losing season yeah. probably. Or, or you get a rematch with Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah, well, again, love it. Right. He's still not going to trust his receivers. No, I got you. If he didn't trust him on Green Bay, he's not going to trust him here in, in, in New Jersey. I'm, so, not, I'm, just, I'm not arguing I'm, with like, you. So I'm just – it's it's just, and it's again, it's not how great our team is playing. It's just, a, and, and we have issues, but we don't have issues like those guys. Those guys got issue issues. It's it, like, yeah, it's just the nature of the league and, yeah. and the conference right yeah. now. I'm with you. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Hey everybody, make sure you go and subscribe to the Giants Huddle podcast. There are three of them coming your way every week. We have a rapid reaction after each game with one of our analysts. Then midweek, we have a, a national reporter or analyst that joins the show to kind of break down the upcoming game. We're working on a couple different things this week for that. Nothing is firm yet, hopefully soon. And then we have our Friday podcast every week where I do a long-form interview with the current Giants player. Bob Papa sits down with Brian Dable. And we have an opponent preview with Lance Paul and a reporter covering the opponent that week. Search for the Giants Huddle Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or listen on the Giants app or on Giants.com slash podcast. We know right now it's not showing up on Google Podcasts, by the way. We have our top men upstairs working on that as we speak. So um, hopefully soon. Uh, so make sure you go check that out again, uh, the Giants Huddle Podcast. Top men, Howard. The top man's on it. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, (laughs) hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, (laughs) do you you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. 
I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 201-939-4513. Let's go to Abdul in Minneapolis. Abdul, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, I'm making the multiple phone calls per week, but I'm off this week. So. You can do two. Two is the limit, Abdul. That's all good. What do you got? All right. So um, are, the, are the Giants? Still actually considered a rebuilding team because the premise was we needed a new running back, a new quarterback, and you know a new cornerback. And it looks like you know we the, the running back is okay, the quarterback is getting better per day, and we found some you know uh, uh, some people you know off the trash heap that are you know, that are serviceable in the defensive backfield. In what so context are you asking the question, Abdul? He's, he's asking is a, re- a question. Was a rebuild. Should we be buyers at the trade deadline? In, in right. like, as in, like, trading first and second round picks away? No. Uh, oh, maybe, a, maybe later round. Third, third, fourth round picks for someone. Who you, know? who, who um, you getting, though? So, so, uh, here, here, so here's the argument. And, and you I, also I have no cap I, space I, either. I, don't, I, don't, I want to cut you off. Here's the argument. You're yeah. strapped. You're really strapped. You know you're strapped. And you're doing mm-hmm. decent. Let's say, like I said, they go 500 at the end of the season. They're 11 and what? Six. 11, 11 and 6. That that would put them in the for, the foregone for playoff thing. That's kind of what everybody would say would be a successful year. You're asking now, like, what can you make a deal with the devil to go further in the playoffs or even get a chance at maybe even a Super Bowl? I, I think you, you put yourself in a situation, and this is just me looking at it. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you do it all for this year. If it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, you gave it your best shot. And then next year, you're back in the same situation with the salary cap. You're back in the same situation with how we're going to get rid of these guys or how we're going to move these guys. The reason why they, they, they were calling it a rebuilding year and whatever is there's so many contracts were coming up at the same time, whether it was Jones's contract, whether it was Saquon's contract, whether it was Williams' contract, whether it, you know you had you, you had the big-time uh, DB that we let go down to Philadelphia. Bradbury. Bradbury's mm-hmm. contract. You have all these mega, mega, mega contracts sitting on the table and like, okay, well, we know what we had last year and the year before. How do we improve from there? You can't risk it all. You, you know, it, this is just my opinion. This is not what, what they're saying upstairs or what what's being told to me. In my opinion, you don't risk it all. Hey, this this guy has been genius with working with what we have. Let's continue to work with what we have. Let's hope that everybody kind of stays healthy. Let's try to keep it moving in a positive direction. Let's see how it pans out for the end of the year. Let's see if if Daniel can play well enough to somehow secure a contract here. Let's see if Saquon could some way play well enough or stay healthy enough to maybe have them make some kind of consideration for him. But those are all salary cap real questions that I don't have answers for. And and as a fan, as, as a fan, I get it. But as a person trying to count all those numbers, I don't know, John. That's, that's kind of hard. It's going to be tough decisions. Go ahead, Abdul. So, so I vacillate between what you're saying, Howard, and then I go to, like, hey, nothing's promised tomorrow. You know what I mean? And, you know, nothing's going to promise that next year. What, well, you know, Jones and, and, and Saquon will say he's healthy. And, you know, let's take our shot now while we can. So I vacillate between, hey, let's not get greedy and, you know, stay the course and be in a healthy position next year. To hey man, let's get it right now while we can. So, you know, so I I understand both sides of the coin. 
Um, and I, I, I lean more just just I'm more of a conservative person by nature to get, hey, let's just, you know, we're playing with house money right now. Let's keep with it and then we'll work with, you know, work next year. But it's an interesting conversation because at the beginning of this year, it, w- it was not even a conversation. You know, we're going to keep all our draft picks, and, you know, just do it next year. But now it's, 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 it's you can talk about it now. Yeah. Well, I, again, I get it. But when I look at it, I look at, okay, do we have enough? Uh, offensive firepower to actually beat Dallas or beat the Eagles with, with the way their defenses are playing right now? The answer is, I don't know. I think Daniel can manipulate a whole lot. I think Saquon can manipulate a whole lot, but eventually you're going to need guys to go down the field. And Abdul, I'll say this too. I'm always willing to trade. Like, I just don't think there's a ton of value in like sixth and seventh round picks and even like fives to an extent. So if you can get a player that can help you now. Thank you as a six-round pick. They played 13 seasons. Here. Well, it was a little bit different back yeah, then. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, when, when, when you Jesse, got drafted, were there 10 Jesse, rounds, 12, 15 rounds? 12 rounds. 12 rounds. Jesse Armstead will take that to note. I'll call him later and let him know. Six-round guys. Okay, say. I'm going to hide under my desk now. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. I appreciate that. Shoto uh, Howard and uh, Antonio Pierce are going to yeah, come after me, too. Okay. Shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very scared now, actually. Appreciate Thank you. It. Put that um, out. Put that out in the universe. I am I am always I am willing to move those those picks in those rounds if you can get a player that can help you now. But here's the problem: what's that guy's contract, right? Because you're to, to Howard's point, you're strapped now. And then after the year, when you're talking about Daniel and Saquon and these other guys, you could theoretically be up against it again. So that's the other part of the of the well, ledger who, you have to you have to balance. The way you look at it is, who's our fifth, sixth, and seventh round pick this year? Fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks in last year's draft. Oh boy, at the top they're, of the head, they're basically playing, aren't they? I have to double check. I have to. Uh, you, you're catching me here. Hold on. Flot and uh, Flot was four. So then, Bellinger was three. Uh, here we go. It was um, Bellinger was a fourth round pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe Belton was also a fourth round pick. Yes, sir. We had okay. a lot of those. So those guys. are fours. Then the other ones were Micah McFadden, DJ Davidson. Marcus McKeithen and Darian Beavers. Okay, how many of those guys are playing? Not many of them. I mean, Mike, Mike McFadden's playing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, McKeithen got hurt. Beavers got hurt. Okay, and Davidson got hurt. So oh, three so, of the guys so, got so, injured. So if they yeah. didn't get injured. They were playing. Yeah, so a little bit. That's why they're. That's why they're hurt because they were playing. <laughs> so, okay, so that's that's my point. Is like, you know, you don't know who's going to be effect- like a good. Good scouting groups, which I think our group, our guys are a good scouting group, will scout out some players at fourth, fifth, sixth round players that can wind up being stars for your team for a while. Yeah, remember, not not every player that's first round pick is like, of course, you know the guy or the second round pick. Like Flot and Azudu were round three, and then round four is Bellinger and Belton, and Bellinger and Belton were both no. going to have fairly prominent roles. No. So that's why that's why I said starting at five. I yeah, okay, all right. Two one nine three nine four five one three. Abdul, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to John and Cape Cod. He's up next. Hey, Johnny. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, John Howard. How we doing? You know, good. Uh, now that I'm retired, I can spend time doing this. Um, I want to make just a couple of points. Uh, one is with the Giants running game. You know, there's this overemphasis on, in the NFL for whatever reason now on statistics. Back in the real world, I was an engineer, and my life was numbers and statistics. Statistics are really probabilities based on historical data, and I'm glad the giant staff doesn't put an overemphasis on it. 
Uh, John, I hate to tell you, the giant staff takes that sort of stuff at analytics very seriously. Just, no, just to I know let they you know. Do. Yeah, but I'm, I'm making one point here. Okay. Um, how statistics can be manipulated. Well, there's an old saying that, that numbers don't lie, or figures don't lie, but liars figure. Uh, you know, the Giants kept running against a team that was ranked very high in stopping the run. Well, that statistic is also based on the fact that a lot of the teams that tried to run against them gave up run. No, that's not early. true because their yards per carry were also third best in the league. Okay, you got me. But the Giants, if you noticed, they wore that line down in the second half, and then Barkley all of a sudden, instead of two and three yards, it was 10 yards, 15 yards. And they ran the ball well. Yes, that's true. But to, but John, and now in opposition to your point, in the first half, the Giants passed it, called I think twenty three or twenty four passes, and they ran it only fourteen times. So in the first half, they said, "No, we're not running it well, so we're going to throw it." Or going into the game, we knew the Jaguars had a good rush defense, so we're going to throw it. They scored their thirteen points in the first half, almost primarily throwing the football and barely running it at all. Yeah, but. But at the end, the end of the day, was, they had a very balanced offense in passes versus runs, and good coaches do what works on the field and make the adjustments on the fly. No, of course, no, no one would argue yeah. that. So ba- anyway, so basically, what ha- yeah, go ahead. Well, what, what what happens is that during the game, there's a major adjustment made on, on kind of on both sidelines. Uh, the Giants try to run it a few times; they can't get anything going, and they pack. They're stacking the box. They have eight, sometimes nine guys in the box that prevent the Giants from running the ball. So the Giants start to throw the ball. Uh, they start holding on to the ball uh, with the quarterback and some of the runs that he had. And it kind of loosens up the box a little bit because now they're like, okay, the tight ends caught the ball out of the flat. Even though some of those guys are dropping, the ones that are catching it are hurting us. You passed it early to run it later. Yeah, so you have to like back up. You got to back up to stop them. And when they back up to stop them, all of a sudden, there is space what, to run the ball. What were there, four drops yesterday? Oh, I would say there were six that I that I recall. I saw four for sure. Mm-hmm. Paul uh, counted five. Howard had six. I think PFF had three. Bottom mm-hmm. line, yeah. how about let's go handful. I think that's a good generic <laughs> term yeah. we can throw out there. How about that? Yeah. yeah. And and you know, tell tell Paul not to have high anxiety about Daniel running the ball. He has had anxiety about everything. John, the other day he ran up to me, John, they might flex our game in week 16 against the Vikings. And he was all freaked out about it. I'm like, dude, I I got so much to worry about. Why are you bothering me with this right now? John, you don't get it. That dude stresses over everything. And there is no stopping him. I have tried. I've tried slipping like liquids into his water so he relaxes. Nothing works. That's like Christmas Eve, right? Yes. Okay. That's funny. He's looking at the schedule. Boy, the the Sunday night game, the week we're playing Philly, it's not very good. They might end up flexing us. I'm like, dude, you got to worry about tomorrow. And like, you got to stop. But he doesn't stop. I love that. Well. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what I'm going to have for lunch later. Yeah, that's just, what I'm saying, right? If I can get to that moment. I'm, I'm just trying to get to my kid's school on time before oh, I get fined yeah, $15 for oh, being late. Dude, you ain't kidding. <laughs> I, can, I remember them days, too. Try, try, John, try telling them this. Uh, right now, Dan 
Ezekiel's running smart and going out of bounds. He's taking harder hits in the pocket than running. And, you know, the opposite. Take a look at Josh Allen. What happens if he goes down? They're not stopping him running at Buffalo. And there's a team that a lot of people pick for the Super Bowl. They lose him. They're really screwed. Yeah, but it's two, Thank you, John. two different bodies. <laughs> yeah, Daniel has Daniel's a big <laughs> Daniel's a big dude. But he has a history of yeah, but not Dan, yeah, but Daniel's a big dude. But Josh Allen's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a large man. Yeah, he he go about two forty five, and like he for real, he like a linebacker. Out there. You know what he is like? He's like a mobile Joe Flacco. Like yeah. I was shocked. Like when when we practiced against the Jets, he's and, like a power forward. And and he's and, a big dude. And I knew Flacco was a big guy just from watching him on yeah. TV. But when you get close to that dude, it's like, man, that is one well put together dude. Like yeah, he is a thick, and Josh Allen is like a yeah, better version of that. Yeah, Josh Allen is one of them dudes. <laughs> it's like he gets off the bus, you're like, ooh, I hope he ain't got tackled me. Oh, that's the that's the quarterback. <laughs> oh my god! No, exactly. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, I dude. mean, I, I still remember when I was on the field for the first time and I saw Cam Newton. And it's <laughs> I like, love that. that dude's playing quarterback? Cam, Cam Newton. Oh, my um, God. Who was the kid from Stanford that played at Indianapolis? Oh, um, Andrew Luck? Oh, my God. He was also real. I, I was never on the field with Luck at the same Dude, time. Dude, he was just a big old, look like somebody daddy just stepped off the, <laughs> off the bus. <laughs> big, big old uh, Civil War soldier, right? Yeah. Uh, what was he, Corporal Luck? Is yeah. that what he was, the uh, the uh, Twitter account? Yeah, I'm trying to remember that, what the Twitter account cool, was. That was pretty cool. He, he looked like somebody daddy. That, that messed up beard, always scruffy, never really like dressed up. Like whose dad is that? Like, like, oh, that's Andrew Luck. Hey, what's up? Hey, never mind. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Hey, Giant fans, don't miss football at MetLife Stadium the rest of the year. Limited tickets are available for all remaining home games, including a matchup in December on December eleventh against the Philadelphia Eagles. Other matchups against Washington, Indianapolis to close the year, and then Houston to Detroit coming off that bye. So visit Giants.com slash tickets to find your game this season and secure your seat. Calvin is in New Jersey. He's up next. Hello, Calvin. What's up, Calvin? Hello, how's everyone doing? Calvin that Calvin was a top three finalist name choice for our son. It was really? yes. He, That's pretty cool. Calvin was like top three or five. I like that. Mm-hmm. I oh, thought wow. about Calvin. I'm very, I'm very flattered to hear that. <laughs> Calvin <laughs> Coolidge, very, very underrated president, by the way. Just saying. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, Lance. Thanks. That's or, good or to John. hear, though. Calvin, trust me. Calvin, Calvin, just real quick. Lance does not have any children. I can just... Uh, <laughs> this is Schmel. 
<laughs> and, and, and I, and, um, so and I can make more jokes, go. and and I won't. Go ahead, that's Calvin. Not right. That's not right. I didn't say anything. I just said he doesn't have any children. Y'all is hitting him low, and he's not Whoa, even here. I just said he doesn't have any children. No, I didn't cool, say anything cool. else. Throwing low shots. Cool. <laughs> he's a little guy, too. But um, yeah, uh, six and one. Wow, feels good to be six and one uh, with a hard fought win in Jacksonville. Um, Definitely uh, proud of everyone, proud of the success we're having on offense. I thought the offense got off to a fast start. Um, everyone's playing at such an elite, prolific level in the middle of the season. Um, I'm just going to ask you guys, you know, I think the Giants really made a statement this game in Jacksonville. Um, I want to talk about what we saw in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think I've ever, ever seen my team close out a game the way they did in the fourth um, where we got out of the woods, we took the lead, and basically Brian Dayball was just like, "We're going to close out this game. We're going to we're going to old school run the rock, and we're going to bring in an extra lineman and run power." Okay, guys, we ran that play almost eight times. Yep. And we took the field, and we drove down the field, and we closed out a, a pretty awesome game. Um, I think that there's definitely a lot of pros and cons the way we played, but I'm very proud of this organization. We're playing with attitude. We're not just winning games. We're, we're going out, and we're, we believe in ourselves, and, and we know we have something special this year. That's that's pretty much, you know, I wanted to touch on. What are your thoughts? I think, you know, having a four-minute offense is something that's great for any team to have. I think the Giants are doing a good job with it, running the ball. I thought that, believe it or yeah. not, uh, yeah. the, 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 the last play when – when Saquon was going sideways and going, he wasn't going forward anymore. Could have been called down right there. And I thought his shin hit in bounds yeah. before he went yeah. out of bounds. Those, I thought it was very close. Those poor officials, man. I feel bad very for close. them. And, I, and, I, and, and by the way, I know people called up yesterday and was killing the officials. If I'm the Jaguars, I have some beefs too over the course of that yeah, game. I, mean, I, just, I thought it was just a I thought it was just a tough day I, in the office. Here, here's what I thought was the funniest thing about the, the officiating in the game. I mean, and to go back, yes, the the form of the offense yeah. was great, but the funniest thing about the officiating the game, three quarters, no pass interference. Fourth yeah. quarter, pass interference, almost every play. It was more defensive holding than pass interference, right? Unbelievable. No. <laughs> yeah, but it was because it was behind the line of scrimmage. Remember they tackled they tackled the receiver trying to go. Hard fought win. Hard fought win. Fellas fellas fought through. Yeah. Um, they did? Yeah, it was a good it was a good game. I, I think that like, you know, the defense bend but don't break did did it did its job as well. Looked a little scary there with all those penalties. Like I said, no penalties in the first <laughs> first three quarters. Fourth quarter we're gonna take these pass interferences seriously. But I mean and, and when I say pass interference I'm not saying that the Giants were, were being plagued by them in the end of the game because both teams, and I do mean both teams, were tackling receivers. They just weren't throwing the flag. And I'm like, I've been watching that all season. I'm like, wow, so this is like old school football where you could tackle a guy down the field and nobody sees it. But now, you know, it, it, they came out on top. I, I like the way the coach Dayball does it. And just for yeah. the record, I, I want everybody to know this. He's not playing these games close on purpose. He would – Really prefer to blow teams out. Oh, of course he would prefer. <laughs> but he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the bodies to do I, it. I though. think I think we keep saying that over and over. People are like he goes into the game to keep it close. No, he goes in the game to blow them out. But they just work with what they have. So when they're close, it's like we're going to be better coached and, and we're going to be better prepared so that if it comes down to it, you're going to have to play perfect as well to beat us. So that's that's what I like about what's going on with the Giants. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, no Calvin. Good stuff. Yeah. Calvin was in the mix. 
Um, Declan was in the mix. Declan. Rowan was in the mix. Rowan. No apple. No. 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 Hayseed. Nothing. Hayseed? I, I don't know. Like you know, I grew up in Brooklyn. Hayseed. Oh, yo, corner block. Yo, corner block. Yo, corner, bo- <laughs> corner block. Corner block. Schmelk over here. Come on, man. CB over here, baby. <laughs> First I, name corner, middle name block. <laughs> that would have been. I don't, know, I don't know what you young people are doing these days, man. Uh, you name your kids after fruits, colors. I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. We're. We're. Yo, blue. blue. We're more traditional. It's blue Schmelk over here. Blue. Blue Schmelk. Blue, what's up, dog? It'll be more like red schmelk the way we sunburn me, oh like my, my, my so pale good. family members. Uh, let, let's go to Jeff and Hudson. In fuego, You're making me laugh. In fuego. In fuego. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, in fuego, what's going get on? Down. Hudson, please. Hey, hey, how's it going? We're good. <laughs> Long time listen. <laughs> uh, real quick before I get to uh, my question on Dexter Lawrence, Sexy Dexy. Uh, I just moved here from uh, to Huntsville area. And a real quick story, I, I went to a local archery shop, and I ran into someone. Um, Huntsville, Alabama? That, and that archery knew Howard Cross. Are you from Huntsville, and, uh, Alabama? I'm wearing my Xevia McKenney shirt. Wait, wait, Jeff, well, Jeff, are you in Huntsville, Alabama? Yes, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, I just moved here last year. Cool, cool. Roll tie. Roll tie. <laughs> Interesting. And right. so I ran, I ran into someone as I'm wearing my Xavier McKenney t-shirt, and he was like, you're a big Giants fan, huh? And I'm like, of course. I had to get, you know, some roll tie stuff while I was here. And he's like, uh, you know, I went to school with this uh, this Giants player, and I'm like, Howard Cross. And he was like, wow, you're a real Giants fan? I'm like, yeah. And he told me, Howard, and you can validate this for me, that oh, actually I love to this. go to Bama. <laughs> he... This gentleman used to play ball with you, and he said when you came back after one year at Bama, you were you must have gained like seventy five pounds, and you tried to ball with everyone back on the court. And, and Doug said he he could take you, but uh, I added the part that he said he could take you. Um, <laughs> but, oh, okay, I was gonna uh, say I don't want anybody taking me. Who's also. Doug? <laughs> no, no, but he did say he came back, and, and he he told me some some court stories that you guys had and and he even took me out hunting uh so oh, he's a really good cool. guy and oh, that's cool and yeah. uh, when I, when I, was, I, I was just I, when i went to school i was 185 pounds i was just came off of running the uh how tall were you uh six four I you just, were six four 185 i had just come out running the four by four in states and uh so i had like just finished states oh, we just gosh. graduated and you had to report to camp. So I got there, and coach was like, what is going on with you? <laughs> you were recruited to play what position? Tight end. Tight end. Yeah, line- that could be a problem. Tight end, linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Never played quarterback through one pass in high school. There was a lot of schools when we play quarterback. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I get there. The only reason I went there to play tight end, they had one tight end on the roster. Oh, so you thought you could play quickly. I'm like, oh, I'll just go here. There's only one tight end. It's not like 17 guys. This is a be This would be easy. I go there and I'm like looking at Kadigas Ben and I'm like, what is that with the four legs? <laughs> Holy moly! I'm like so, I was like, I got a little introduction. I had you know Kadigas Ben every day, Derek Thomas every day. So I just had like guys that were Hall of Famers standing in front of me every day. And I'm like, oh. And coach was like, after the first year, I think I was playing basketball with um, um, Penny, not Penny, uh, Derek McKee, Michael Angeli. Uh, uh, Keith Askins. And, oh my gosh, those are all NBA guys. Yeah, but they were like they they were my class, right? So we're down there playing hoops together, goofing off, and 
and that wimp was like, hey, man, so good to see you. You, you know, you coming out and stuff? Like, yeah, 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 you know, I'm hanging out. And then Coach Perkins, who was also the AD, said, if I dribble the basketball again, he would take my scholarship and send me home. So <laughs> <laughs> he goes, get in the weight room. <laughs> so they were having me eating seven, six or seven meals a day and working out twice a day for my first year at school. So how much did you put on from when you got there to your sophomore year? So I was 185. Uh, by the time I – Laced it up my sophomore year. I was maybe 210, 215. So I put on a good, good amount like of weight. Like 30 pounds? Yeah, good, all muscle. So, like, it was it was ridiculous. And then how big were you when you left? I probably got up to 245, 250 by my senior year. So you put on, like, almost 70 pounds yeah. of weight while you were there. <laughs> and not fat. No. I was, uh, oh. when, I, when I got to the Giants, I think they had me at 7% body fat. <laughs> so, so it was God crazy. Damn. Yeah, there's a, seven, there's a seven in that number now, but I'm not sure what is in front of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, seriously, I killed the levels there. <laughs> There's some digits in front of that seven now. Yeah, buddy. Well, as long as there's no digits after the seven, no, you're, no, you're no. okay. That's good. Those are the 70% that's area, you're fine. That's, that's anyway, terrible. Jeff, do you have a question about the actual Giants? That was fun, though. I like that. <laughs> well, no, no, thanks. Thanks, Howard, for, for the story. I definitely uh, can tell Doug that he wasn't lying. <laughs> you know, um, and no, he couldn't beat me in basketball. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, my Giants question is uh, Dexter Lawrence is, 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 I mean, he's been phenomenal this year. Would you, would you credit the coaching or the player coming to? Like, I'm trying to figure him out, and I'm just so impressed. I really want to keep him, but with that, with, you know, that's the future. We can figure that out. But how much credit is it to the player versus the coaching? I appreciate the call, Jeff. Look, I think you always give – credit to the player first it's the player and the players out there playing but I think he certainly has been helped by how the coaches have used him this year Howard and I think they've gotten him some good one-on-one opportunities I think it's even more than that I think it's just like you know coach dependent on him this this year I think it's been more of like last year he was getting spelled a lot the first year you know he was like rotating a lot and this year it's like hey dude you're like we don't have anybody so you're up. Yeah, he actually went down to 70% of the snaps last game. But the yeah. two games before that, he was at 90. Yeah, they're like, you're up. And he's like, well, yeah. He's like, no, no. You're really up. Like, <laughs> so, like, he, and, you know, and credit to him, he went in. He, like, he did his job. He did what he's supposed to do. He did what they what drafted you in the first round. They expect you to play at a certain level. He's playing at that level. But before, he just wasn't really getting the added, the, the, the you know, the reps. They were like, okay, maybe you're a first and second down guy. There was never, like, a lot of third down plays. He was never really in a position to do some of the stuff he's doing. When forced to play, like, you know, and I don't mean they're forcing him to play, but no, you know, forced, kind of forced into action, like, okay, we need you. And he shows up and he gets it done. He gets it done in a big way. He's he's a big man. He's using, he's getting those long arms on guys. And he's like, he's not like doing all these. He Look, he uses his quickness, but he's just kind of getting his hands on guys and marching them into the backfield. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. I would not want to be playing in front of that dude. That would not be my favorite day. That would not be my second he's, favorite he's day. He's 340 and he can move. Yeah, and, and long arm. He, he yeah. would, you know, if he was really fast and was out on the end playing, it'd be like Reggie White back in the day. That's what it looked like. And, it, and they rotated around. Like, you could get that guy in front of you anywhere. So, like, yeah, he's he's a he's a phenomenal he's a phenomenal talent that's, that's really getting a chance to blossom, blossom in. You know, the sky's the limit for him. Let's go to Stuart, all the way out in Malibu, California. Stuart, what's going on? What's up, gentlemen? John and Howard, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning out there. Good, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming, and I think we're down to uh, D-Day for 
decision making on uh, my boy Nick Gates. Um, I think today or tomorrow we're supposed to they're supposed to make a decision on that. And you know, I love your thoughts and insights. And you know, he kind of emulates really what a true giant is about his toughness and and demeanor and how he goes about his business. So I really appreciate uh, your feedback and your thoughts and and what you're thinking about. Yeah, Stuart, it's a good question, and, and we should have brought that up earlier. Thank you for doing so. Look, I, I hope Nick makes it. Um, he came off a very serious injury. He's a great dude. Um, it's also the last year of his contract that he signed here a couple years ago, so I hope he's able to come back and play uh, to further his career. And, Stuart, look, I don't know what they're going to do with, with Bredesen and or Neal in terms of injured reserve. You know, if they do put either one of those guys on IR, then they could theoretically free up a roster spot, especially if it's Bredesen, right? You want to have another interior guy. Maybe that could be Nick Gates. So I think if they didn't think he could help the team and didn't think he could play, they would not have act- they wouldn't have opened his activation window. Mm-hmm. So right. my guess, again, and this is when I say I have not totally. talked to anybody. This is a guess. My guess is that they will, especially with the injury to Bredesen, They'll figure out a way to get him on the active roster at some point this week. Or maybe I'm wrong, and, and they won't. But, again, and maybe I'm letting my heart help me make my prediction a little bit as I'm rooting for him and I want it to happen. But that's pretty much what I have to say about it. I think that he's, like, in a position now that they've been working about and working about trying to see where he is, what level he's at. I think they're very they're comfortable with having him ready to be the emergency one of the emergency guys or they're probably going to put him on the practice squad for a couple weeks. Uh, just right. just so he can start playing himself kind of into playing shape. Well, you would have to you would have to activate him. I think this well, is straight, straight activation. You would, ha- you would have to straight activate him. Well, yeah, they straight a- practice. Yeah, if they straight they- activate him. He, he'll hopefully he'll go get a chance to get to get, you know get, you know be the emergency backup. Right. Uh, with the last few weeks of what's happened, uh, you know with with, with Neil and 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 Bredesen, it he's you might need him. Might might need him. <laughs> they need him. We all so, know that. Yeah. So it's like it's just one of those things, man. It's like a timing is is the master of all all what we're doing for for the destiny of these guys. And if he's healthy and God willing, he is. He's super healthy, you know, because he's he's a great kid, man. Like I mean, a super. No, I love Nick. Super he's great, great kid. Uh, I've known he, him for about seven years. He's, yeah. he is a great guy. So yeah. if he if he's ready to go and they need him. They'll plug him in, but I don't think they're going to rush him into the to the to the right to the fight. Hope not. Fight. No, hopefully there's enough room to to give him a little more, bit of a break. But if he if he if he's needed, I'm sure he'll be game for it. Definitely. Okay. Appreciate your thoughts, guys. I just uh, yeah, uh, really would love him to see to make the team and uh, continue on. No, be a that, great story. Yep, totally Thanks. agree. Stuart, with you. We're 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 rooting hard for Nick. We hope he uh, hope that works out for him. 201-939-4513. Howard, just real quick. Yeah, you know, I'll take one more call. Bob, you're in Pennsylvania. What's going on? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's um, up, Bob? I haven't, uh, I haven't called in a while. I don't know if you remember me, John, that I I used to call pretty often. I do. Uh, okay, very good. Uh, I just, I've been content this year, very enjoying after all the years, this is my 50th season as a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, it takes me four and a half hours to get there. So, but I, I still try and keep the uh, keep the dream of uh, you know how important it is alive. So I I still come. But anyways, I I haven't. I just wanted to talk to Ian Howard was on. He's one of my favorites. And um, thank you. You've transitioned in. Who into media 
well as uh, you were a player, and I really enjoy listening. Maybe sometimes you get uh, you don't have patience with some people as far as their their lack of knowledge of the some game. People. But I think uh, I wanted to ask you if you would ever like if they offered you a network job as an analyst, would you do it? I mean, nowadays I probably would. The the reason why I didn't do as much as I as I could have done in the past is that um, I probably would have been a coach if things were different, or you know, trying to work in someone's front office. But when you have, I wanted to ask you too if you would ever go into coaching. But, yeah, I, uh, I, prob- I would have probably not. I, I would have <laughs> back in the day, but you know, when I when I retired, my kids were just born, and being right. you know, growing up uh, being. And from a family that with a lot of first cousins, I was a part-time babysitter half the time. I knew how important it was to be around kids, to be in front of them all the time, to be, you know, that person be extremely present. And I wasn't going to do anything that would remove me from their presence. Uh, it's hard enough to have, like, a real job. I work in the city and stuff. Uh, go in. I, I just want to stay with us. I don't want to <laughs> no, lose. But, but, no, I'm just saying in general. That's why I'm not doing the broadcasting at, at, at full-time. My son plays ball at Notre Dame. My daughter is a senior at Alabama. So they will be graduating uh, hopefully in the spring. So knock, knock on wood for that. They've done a great job. Little Howard still has one-year eligibility. Little Howard right? has no, one-year eligibility. Just, wait, I, yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> But, I'm just, I'm just content. I, just, I mean, I, I, I love Howard, and uh, I'm very content with this season after the last ten driving uh, back and forth from Western PA, <laughs> and uh, I think we finally got it right as far as the, you know. I hope we could keep all these people. That's the well. I don't want to do a Paul Detino. I'll worry about tomorrow. Yeah. So anyway. I just think that we finally hit it right because I, I li- I'm ashamed to say that I named my last book JJ as <laughs> I was brought in. So uh, we got it right now, and have a great uh, have okay. a great day, and I can't wait for the Seattle game. All right, have a great Appreciate one. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks for the kind words. I don't know who JJ is. I'm I was gonna say what what am what I missing on JJ? JJ? What player would be JJ? What? J- maybe, probably JJ Watt or. <laughs> T.J. Watt, one of those two? J.J. J.J. I don't know any J.J.'s. Oh, maybe? No, who? I can't imagine that's going to be it. Who? He said Joe Judge. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ha! I don't think that's it. Oh, that poor <laughs> dog. Was it his kid or his dog? I think he said kid, right? Oh, he doesn't have a kid no, that young. No, not that young. If he does. Hey, maybe he does. If he does, he rocking good, that. Good for Bob. If Bob rocking it, Bob rocking <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Like, I tell people this all the time. I'm going to hit this last thing before we run off. Yeah, John. we got like, three minutes. I hit. I, I think about this all the time. So, I played I played for the Giants for 13 seasons. 13 right. seasons. Are you still third in games played for I the Giants? I, I don't remember. After Eli and Strahan? I don't remember. First season, winning season, <laughs> second season, winning season, third season, not sure, fourth season, I'm pretty sure we weren't. F- fifth season, winning season, sixth season, no. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine, no, another coach. Winning season, no, no. Winning season, no. So, like, out of 13 seasons, I may have had seven, six or seven winnings, like really winning seasons. And the Super Bowl against the Ravens was your next to last next year? To last year. Next so to I had, last year, I had, right? So I had... Uh, one year we won the division. Second year we went to the Super Bowl. Next two years nothing. Next year we we had a uh, coach Reeves, God rest his soul. We go out to San Francisco in a divisional game, get waxed. Then nothing, nothing, nothing. 
Then Coach Fossil comes in and we have a we play we play against Minnesota something to Cole, and then we lose to. I don't know. I think we we lost to Minnesota or something. Then nothing, nothing. Then we win another playoff year. Then we kind of win the soup, go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and nothing. So, I I think that over my time as a Giant and and looking back just in my years of playing, I think in all those draft class we had maybe three really good draft class in thirteen seasons while I was watching. So it's like it's it's not it's not guaranteed every time you do something, and you if you're trying to build up for the long term. You're hoping to get guys that you know on rookie contracts to hold them around for a long time right. and, and that things work out. And I think fans today are, you know, we just, we're polarized. It's polarized the ideal of the, it's, it's all, I blame it on ESPN. I'll always say this everybody's into the, uh, the, the top 10 plays. Everybody look, likes that 10 second, 15 second clip of, yep. gra- of greatness, mm-hmm. but they don't want to know how it got there. I think players like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, the guys who worked harder than anybody else before anybody anybody was there, after everybody left, are are the guys that are the standard for what all other players, Tiger Woods, um, you know, the standard for what all other players want to be. Like you want to be that guy that has all those shots. You want to be that guy that makes all those plays, that guy that makes all those catches, the guy that makes all those throws, but and you want to see it. And fans enjoy it, but they don't know what it takes to get there. I think this group works like that behind the scenes and people are seeing the results of it because you don't know who's going to be in the game. Sometimes you can't have to look through the through the shot sheet to figure out who some of these people are and they're still making plays. Well said. <laughs> He's Howard Cross. I'm John Schmelk. Don't forget, the Giants official connected streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live at 1230 on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Tatino and Salzburg with you. And then, of course, we're all getting ready for uh, the long flight to Seattle. You guys got to watch Howard Trush how to squeeze into one of these airline seats and coach, by the way. It is very enjoyable. And we're going to have a a buy after that, right? Yes. Then we have a buy. Then that Thursday, I leave to go to Notre Dame. Going to go to see the boy play the following weekend. Who are they playing that week? Clemson. Ooh, big yeah. one. Yep. Should be about nine degrees in, in South Bend at that time. It's okay. I got another suitcase <laughs> for my shoes. <laughs> for the for you that haven't listened much, the one thing Howard Cross hates more than anything else? Cold weather. The cold. Yeah. Howard hates the cold. I'm still from Alabama. And it's coming. Yeah, so it's you better big. buckle up. They Th- say it's going to be the coldest winter in a while. No, really? That's what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. In all seriousness, just just thank goodness we're still not playing in the University of Minnesota Stadium like we did like eight years. What was that? Five, six years just, ago? Just, playing there on Christmas Eve? Thanks, thank goodness there won't be a playoff game in Green Bay. Anyway, so... Uh, we'll see, <laughs> see you tomorrow guys later. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.